My name is Larry Dobro. I am the editor-in-chief of MM&M, and I'm thrilled to be a part of today's podcast, a conversation with Real Chemistry on how connection is changing healthcare. I'm joined by Frank Mazzola, who is the chief creative officer of Real Chemistry. Frank, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. The uh, theme of this podcast is about how connection is changing healthcare. So Frank, can you talk a little bit about what you mean by connection and specifically how it guides everything that Real Chemistry does? Yeah, for sure. Well, I think, you know, from my perspective, probably a a lot of other people's perspective, um, healthcare's biggest challenge has always been its ability to connect with the audience um, because we don't have the conditions. We're not able to take the medicine. If we were working in consumer Oreos, for example, we'd get a bunch of boxes, dunk them, try them a bunch of different ways, know everything that there is to know about them. So we really have to live through other people and we have to be able to, to connect with them. For us, connection really is understanding your audience in every single way possible, who they are, where they are, what their interests are. And we do that in a couple of ways, AI powered insights. So on the, you know, the analytics side and the data side, really being able to, to understand, you know, how your audience clusters, what they're interested in. And then also, you know, having, you know, real in-person conversations with people who have the condition, let them talk amongst themselves. They ultimately talk about things that they don't even realize are important because it's, it's them, it's their life, but listening on the other end, you start understanding them in a, in a different way than you have in the past. And you start realizing that what we create for them needs to answer the challenges that they, that are right in front of us. So connecting is really being able to create useful, relevant, helpful work, no matter what that is. Frank, you alluded to us a little bit in that last answer, Um, but AI, tell me a little bit about the role that that's playing in connecting healthcare and humanity and specifically how it's been doing so much more. I mean, it's really accelerated over the last couple of years. Yeah. Well, we have, you know, amazing partners within real chemistry. So, you know, IPM, Swoop, all of these really advanced, you know, platforms for being able to understand people through AI, which allows you to be there in ways that people really can't. So for one, like I said, kind of understand our audience in in HIPAA compliant ways that haven't really been possible in the past. An audience may include very different segments with different backgrounds, motivation. AI helps us tease that out and reach them in different ways. It also helps on the targeting side of things. So for a long time, broadcast has been king in health, but pro- you know, probably not for long, the more advanced the AI-powered insights get because we'll understand where our audience is. And if it's a rare disease, for example, or something that doesn't hit the whole population because medicines these days are a little bit less broad, more specific, you can really start getting to the most relevant people through a lot of different channels. AI helps that. And then, you know, AI, even within an offering that we have, Conversation Health, so a recent acquisition, AI gives patients and doctors an intelligent agent. So it's able to do everything from um, provide virtual rep for no-see doctors, allow patients to ask questions and feel like they're talking to an actual person any time of day as doctors get more and more stretched. There's so many different applications for AI and what we do to actually make things much, much more human. So it's, it's kind of odd to think of things like machine learning as helping us get better at creating a more human healthcare experience, but it really does in a lot of different ways. 
when you have those conversations about some of these newer, some of these newer technologies with clients, healthcare has always had a reputation of being kind of very happy to be, you know, kind of second in line, let somebody else try this yeah. up first. Do you find that those conversations are easier? Are healthcare clients more accepting and willing to maybe, you know, instead of just, you know, dipping the big toe into a pool, kind of doing the cannonball. Uh, tell me a little bit about yeah. how those conversations have evolved. I think everything just takes a door to be open. So once you have examples, once somebody decides to be the first, then you can kind of show that case study or talk about what that was, what the, what the inputs were, what the results were of that, how exactly, you know, we're going about finding these data points and all of these things that honestly, Ron, who leads Swoop and IPM can speak to much better than me. I'm usually, I'm the creative on the other side, just appreciating all the information that allows us to do um, better, more relevant work. But yeah, I think clients know that the world is changing. It's been changing for a long time. The barrier between people getting the right medicine is really how complicated the system is in a lot of different ways. And part of that complication is how hard it is to, to understand the people that are going through whether it's patients or doctors going through the situations or the problems that we're trying to trying to solve. So any advantage that they see in that, you know, so long as it doesn't step over any boundaries, clients are more and more into because they, they know that that's going to help them reach more of the right people. Earlier in the conversation, you referenced Oreos. Yeah, I guess there was a sense, you know, years ago, and I don't think that's true anymore at all, but there was this sense that, all right, you know, if you go into marketing or advertising or PR or any other communications discipline, you know, you wanted to work on a soda, you wanted to work on a beer, you wanted to work on some kind of a quote unquote sexy consumer project. Tell me a little bit about the concept of making medicine more inspiring than a lot of these other categories, whether it's sneakers or anything else. How does that change the way that you view health and how does that change real chemistry's role? Yeah, I, I, I think it's a really, really deep belief system and perspective in a couple of ways of just even to cheerlead health for, for a second. You have sickness and health, you have life and death, heartbreak and redemption. All of these things are built into the stories that we can tell. And, you know, on the other side, you have candy, you have chips, you have sneakers. Mm -hmm. They don't have all of those elements. They're, they're kind of manufacturing them and they do really great work. And what we have right in front of us is to me more inspiring or more to work with than I could ever work with in any other category. But at the same time, when you think about brands, the brands we love are never brands in health. You know, the brands we love are, are Nike. And part of why we love Nike is because... The first thing Nike tells us isn't about its, its shoelaces and its soles and what everything is made of. They create that human connection. They, they motivate me. They inspire me to be better than I am right now. And when we think of things like our approach to health, the, the real chemistry approach to health and, and making medicine more inspiring than sneakers, which was a, a 21 grams thing to, to start with, it's really about how do we connect with the audience on a, on a deeper level and not feel like we're barging into their, you know, quote unquote house, so to speak with a lot of information. We don't even know if they like us yet. So um, to us looking at the consumer world and really dissecting why people love the brands that they love, understanding what those experiences are and saying, if you're sick or you have a condition, that experience should not be any worse than your experience for fast food or your experience for 
going on an airline. So that's really a lot of where that, that comes from. Uh, you just mentioned connecting with uh, people on a different and deeper level. Um, tell me a little bit about how real chemistry is working with clients to connect some of those dots across the full healthcare experience um, to make everybody's lives easier, whether it's patients, whether it's ACPs or anybody else. Yeah. Well, the industry, and it's a really exciting time. I feel like it's been for a long time where advertising and PR and all and technology, all of these things, the lines are are more blurred than they've, they've ever been in the past because we're, we're not going to be able to affect enough just by doing advertising in the traditional way that we think an ad lab isn't necessarily going to change, you know, somebody's like life or for anybody that doesn't know what an ad lab is, is an ad like object. A lot <laughs> of concepting happens in that way. I think the approach that real chemistry takes is to really think about everything from diagnosis to staying on the drug and saying, this is the area that we play in the entire healthcare experience, the human side of that, we're not going to make the medicine, but everything outside of that is going to be important for how people feel about health, how, how, you know, their ability to access the medicine, be able to take it, um, and like I said before, there's this need for a transformation. And I'd like to believe that real chemistry is really going to be driving that because the model of the company really doesn't have any silos. It's, it's complementary pieces that really come together to create what I would think are, you know, more solutions are going into that direction than ads or press releases. And, you know, for example, right now we're working on a platform that's connecting the entire healthcare experience from getting a prescription, knowing at the doctor's office what your insurance is, how much it's gonna cost so that you don't go to the pharmacy, find out, oh, this costs too much, you're gonna to have to go on a different medicine, all the, these complications that happen during, during um, you know, the course of treatment, all the way to getting the treatment on your doorstep. So just really transforming even the way that we think about health and saying there's, a better, more useful way. And all of this is going to change the same way that, you know, taxi changed with, with Uber and, you know, TV changed with Netflix. It's inevitable for health. And I think we're seeing it and we've been working on it, hopefully long enough, not to be far behind, to be pretty close to whatever that, you know, transformation is. Well, you know, it's funny you bring it up in that context. You know, one of the things I've always found so interesting and impressive about real chemistry, you know, dating back to W2O group and uh, <laughs> the, uh, the olden days is that, you know, on one hand, it does science really well. Um, I, I think it was mentioned, um, you were ranked number two by Fast Company for innovation and data sciences, but you're also a creative shop, you know, that's on the top of the uh, top of the list. I think it was what created by Can as one of the most creative in health. Um, how does, how do you kind of balance that? Right. Um, how does that connection between the science and the art allow you to elevate what real chemistry does? It's, it's honestly, it's a very unusual thing. And I don't know that I would have had as much of an appreciation for it until I worked in this environment and saw how valuable the technology side was to, to what I do and, and vice versa, um, you know, on the creative side, but yeah, it's, it's a unique thing in an organization to have those two things that are really accessible to each other working hand in hand. And, you know, the technology, um, or even that ranking from fast company, it's, uh, you know, IPM was, was ranked only second to Microsoft to beat out Google. Like these are very advanced 
capabilities and they drive the insights that inform the work that we do. And as a creative, the better the insights, the better the work. That's that's half the battle, starting from an interesting place and really understanding the audience. Um, but then translating that information to a really engaging creative idea is hard too, except to the people it comes naturally to. So they amaze us with what they can do. We get to amaze them with, with what you know we turn that into. And we both know that it's something that we couldn't do on our own. And I think that's something that makes the organization really special because that doesn't really exist in anywhere I've ever worked at. Um, and I don't know that it exists anywhere else. Obviously, Real Chemistry does a lot. There's medical affairs, there's creative, there's integrated communications. Um, how, how do you link them all? Um, how does Real Chemistry reach audiences through that integrated approach? Yeah, I mean... We call it uncommon collaboration, and it's sort of really appreciating that if we were just working in an ad agency alone, or we were just working at a, at a PR firm, whatever, um, we wouldn't be able to have the access that we do to people that we, we normally would never interact with unless a client asked us to. And I'm working with a completely different audience, you know, different office, and now we're integrating and integrating really you know, if you've ever been at an agency and you're integrating with other offices, it's kind of like a sixth grade dance. You get in the room, <laughs> different sides, you look at each other kind of awkwardly, you know, you do the best you can, but it's not real collaboration. And in this environment, I think I could get on a, a on a call any given day and there are disciplines and people that I wouldn't normally interact with that are contributing to a problem that I would have solved maybe in a completely different way in a different environment. So, you know, to be able to have, you know, things like metafairs to, you know, the technology side to even star power on kind of the pop culture strategy side of things and saying, you know, who is the best, you know, most interesting influencer for this group based on the data that we have or celebrity, whatever that, that thing is there's so much access in the organization to be able to do really great, useful work for any audience, you know, be it patients or doctors that exists. You joined the company in 2020. Tell me a little bit about these two years. Obviously these have been two very uncommon years, but how has 21 grams brought something to the company that maybe it didn't have previously? Yeah. I mean, it well, it's such a different world for so many different reasons. I think, you know, we started 21 grams and it grew exceptionally fast. So in ways that we didn't expect in the beginning of that part of even starting that, that agency, uh, which co-founded with Wendy Levine and Bob Blink and Jay Dupre and other people was why do we, what gives us permission to exist in this world? It kind of made us take a different approach right out of the gate and say, what are we going to do differently than other agencies are. And a lot of that came down to, you know, the 21 grams being the soul. Let's understand people as, as well as we can and base our work completely on those types of observations, really try to find the insights that I normally wouldn't find in a market research or other places. When we started talking to real chemistry, which was W2O at the time, their data and analytics capabilities fit so well into what we were doing because we were doing that with in-person conversation and we'd go out to a third party or figure out how to basically take a hypothesis and prove it through the data. And their capabilities allowed us to enhance what we did, gave us a little bit more of a, a global presence and footprint. 
And then for them, I think they looked at us as, all right, here's not just a creative, really strategically smart agency and goes about relationships with clients in a really interesting way, but also um, it doesn't necessarily feel like advertising the things that we're doing. Like we were making reality comedy shows and, you know, for things that would have normally been a flashcard. So I, I think for the organization, it looked at us as something that was started to blur the lines. Like I think they could see the future and what healthcare should be by the way we were thinking about things strategically and creatively incorporated a lot of that into the organization. And at the same time, 21 grams within real chemistry kept growing and growing because of all the capabilities and the, our ability to get better. So it was really being able to make a larger organization better, but that larger, larger organization being able to take, you know, an agency and really get it closer and closer to its potential. And I don't think either are quite at its potential yet, but they're definitely, you know, moving pretty quickly towards it. So it's been exciting. And the other side of that obviously is two years into the pandemic, we were acquired in January and we were completely out of the office by March. So that was completely different too. And I don't know how that would have gone if we were all in person, but you know, nothing is easy over zoom, um, <laughs> but, it, but it, but it worked really well. And I think we, um, we treated, uh, you know, each other with, with respect and like people and, and we're able to come together and see the value in both sides. A minute or two ago, you talked about potential and actually that's a lovely way to go out on, I think sort of a tough question to ask in that the future changes every couple of minutes, as we've been saying over and over for the last two years, but um, what's next? What are some of the things that real chemistry is going to do to move forward, to change things, to push the discipline of marketing forward on its own to continue to innovate the way it has so much over the last years? Yeah. I mean, I really think a lot of it comes down to leaning into the AI side of things, really trying to use that to understand our audience target better than the partnerships that we have, making sure that they feel useful, but also sort of unusual. So maybe we wouldn't normally partner with this group or whatever it is. And then also being able to execute something that, again, doesn't feel like advertising or PR. You're putting all of these pieces together from the organization to create something. I mean, it sounds buzzwordy. Maybe there'll be another word for it at some point, but a solution. So something that feels like an end-to-end answer to a big overarching longstanding problem that health has had for a long time. So I think we see... Uh, healthcare has so many gaps and barriers that are opportunities for us to do something great, to fix something that's broken. And I think really that's what the future is for us. And a lot of health is taking some cues from other industries that have transformed and saying, if we put the, the patient or the HCP or the person at the center of all this health revolved around it, instead of your life revolving around health, it changes your, your approach completely. And I think there's going to be a lot of different work, innovation ideas that we're going to be seeing in the next five years. And to the earlier question of where health stands versus consumer, I think we're going to be talking about health as the most interesting category that there is, and also the companies and agencies and everything within it. I think those are going to be the ones to watch. So again, it's, it's an exciting time. It's really a wide open world, but I think we, 
we see where we can take it. Sense that you enjoy doing this. Is this still fun for you? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's always fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you find something that, you know, I mean, I want to say I'm good at it. Well, I should be good at it because you are good. You are good at it. Yeah, right. So, yeah. I, I, it's my job. I wasn't. But you know where you're like, ah, if it wasn't this, what else would it be? And you can't think of a lot of other things. And you're like, thank God I fell into this career. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that for me where, uh, yeah, you have to be excited in this business every morning when you get up to see what's going to happen and see what you can do. Frank, thanks so much for spending a couple minutes with us here today. This was terrific. Thank you so much. 